Okay, Lynn. Well, it says I'm streaming right now, so let me go ahead and get the show on the road here. I'm sharing my box, and we'll see where this goes with Mr. Carl so Savino. organization that exists solely to provide information to our military veterans, and the services and products that are provided are constantly expanding, as is the enthusiasm of Mr. Carl Savino. I'm going to invite him on stage. Nobody gives a better introduction in this world than I do. I'm convinced of that, and so is Carl. I just invited him on screen. Let's see if we can rock and roll. I see accepting and connecting. This is a good thing. And we're going to bring Carl in here live, and he's going to have something special for us that he's prepared. And hopefully we can make this happen. I mean, this is what we do. We like interviewing people that are very helpful in the community, all types of communities, and we come together and we present high-value content. So he's accepted and connecting. And that's the information that I'm getting. So I will stand by to stand by, and we will welcome Mr. Carl Savino with CorporateGray.com. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining our event. We have 37 people in attendance. This is a good thing. Kind of a sizable amount, I might say. Let's see if Carl can beam in. I cannot hear you, Carl. You're still not in the event. I can normally see you on the side. Did you save my spot? You've accepted and you've connected. Okay, so hold on. I'm going to keep the broadcast open, Carl. Go ahead and call me. Let's see. We may not get an echo. I'm going to go ahead and call you. Go ahead, Carl. Rock and roll. Talk to me now. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, but I'm trying to access this, but you can't hear me. No, and you're not in the event. You're you are available. To, yes, you're available to attend the event, but that doesn't matter, Carl. Let's go ahead and, and have a really nice presentation. I know you were going to talk about job fairs today. Go ahead, please. Oh, good afternoon, everyone. about our upcoming events. 
class shop here. Our events are for all transitioning service members and veterans, regardless of rank or rank of service, and they're free to make in. And Carl, uh, I just want to add in briefly. Uh, family members are also eligible to attend your events as our Guard and Reserve members. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, all another way of saying this is that all job seekers are welcome and encouraged to participate in our events, which are especially for those who serve in the military as well as military spouses. Please continue. I am hearing the echo as well. Uh, it may be better if you disconnect from Crowdcast, Carl. Just go ahead and disconnect from Crowdcast right now, and we'll continue. I do hear a bit of an echo, but we can still hear you very clearly. Okay, I'm disconnecting. How about now? I think that's better, right, Jack? Now we're better. Now we're loud and proud, sir. Please continue. I'm okay. enjoying this information, Carl. Okay, so clap my apologies for the uh, but I, again, I just want to reiterate that corporate gray is the public connect those who serve with employers, and we connect them in print, in person, and online. So I like to move forward, and I want to primarily focus on job fairs, and more specifically virtual job fairs. We've been hosting job fairs since our first event at Fort Bragg in 1997. Obviously, because of the pandemic, we had to pivot from doing in-person events to doing virtual events. But regardless, the purpose of the job here, be it virtual or in person, is the same. And that's to give companies an opportunity to interview you. I like to say it's a first cut. Very rarely is it a final hiring decision. So again, the purpose of that job here is for you to favorably impress a prospective employer about the skills and experience you bring to the table and how you are a potential fit with their opening. Regardless of what it's a virtual person job here, I would submit to you that upfront homework is key. In other words, you need to maximize your research into the participating companies, as well as search and apply for positions in advance, as well as network with fellow veterans who are already working for those companies. I'm going to talk to that here briefly about how corporate bank facilitates that. Unlike the in-person bank, your interactions are going to be virtual, typically those interactions between you, the job seeker, and the employer are done via text chat with an option to go video. So again, I would submit to you that you want to address this virtual event as if it were an in-person event. By that I say dress apart. Um, make sure that you're in a business suit, even though it's a virtual event. As I just said, the recruiters have the option to go from a text chat to a video. A video chat, you want to make sure you're dressed apart. Finally, the post-event actions are the same. I am a strong advocate of following up with the company after the event is over. Um, it's always a positive thing to send them a thank you note and to ask about next steps. Let's go back to before the virtual job group again. And one of the things I recommend is to research the company. So on our side, at Herbert Gray, you are on the home page and you click on You Attending Employers. You're going to see a list of the upcoming events, upcoming employers for the February 18th event. So again, go to corporate.com, select the soldier, click the link, view attending.
up their profile page and you can drill down and get additional information about that employer. The second column on that page lists the number of job openings at that organization. Click on the number of job openings, you're going to see it's going to run a job search for you. You have to enter these one keyword, probably should enter whatever state or state you're interested in. And again, identify different opportunities that that company is offering. And to the extent practical, apply for the position. Why do I recommend this? Because once you get it, I think there's more, much more value in talking about your application that you've done at their company as opposed to asking them about what they do. So again, take advantage of the opportunity to search and apply and do your homework and research the company. The third column on that page is a LinkedIn button. Now, as we all know, networking is king. When you click on that LinkedIn button, it's going to run a people search for you on LinkedIn so that you can see who your first, second, third level connections are. If I were you, I would be concentrating on my first, second level connections. Let them know that you'll, that you'll be interviewing with that company coming Friday, for example, and try to figure out from them as much information as possible about the corporate culture, about different opportunities that might be listed or not. So again, your goal in this, this regard is to identify opportunities of interest that align well Hello? with your skills experience so that you maximize your participation in the virtual job fair. Um, and this is true, regardless of whether or not you're in a corporate grave event or any other company's virtual job fair. Ultimately, what you're trying to do is find best fit. So again, take advantage of the opportunity that we and others afford you to research the company, search and apply for positions in advance, and use your networking contacts to gain additional insights information into those participating companies. Other things that I think of are of interest, uh, the other suggestions that I made is, I would, if I were your shoes, I would compare the answers to the commonly asked questions by recruiters. Say again, I think it's your advantage to open up a Microsoft Word document or a notepad document and type up questions like, tell me about yourself. Why are you interested in our company? What do you know about the products and services that we offer? By typing up answers to those types of questions, you will be much better prepared to quickly copy and paste into the chat block as opposed to trying to type that up during the event. So again, think about commonly asked interview questions and prepare your answers to those questions in advance of the event. If you're asked about salary in this dialogue, borrowing your shoes, I would defer questions about salary until later in the process. Ultimately, though, what the company recruiters might find out is you have the skills and experience necessary to fit the bill to start work for that firm. Sometimes I'm asked, well, how far out should I participate or what's, what's the timeline in that regard? Let me share with you that most companies will not extend an employment offer until you're within a 60 to 90 day window. However, you should not take that as you should wait until you're within two to three months to participate in the event. I would recommend if you're within a year of your availability date, you should be participating in the job. Why? Because you want to garner as much information possibly can about the company it's opening and think about what you can do to better position yourself for success once you within that 60 to 90 day window. In addition to typing up answers to questions that you anticipate recruiters
different than a job fair, yet virtual or in person is a dialogue. In other words, you want to talk about half the time, you want them to talk about half the time. So I recommend that you prepare questions to ask recruiters. For example, a question might be, who would I report to? And not so much their name, but their position. Who's like performance to be evaluated? What's the career path look like for someone with my skills and experience? So again, in addition to typing up, typing up answers that company has questions, think about what questions you want to pose, what research-based questions you want to pose to those prospective employers. Okay, third the job here. So here are some tactics for your consideration. Typically, when you first come into the event, you're in what we call the lobby. In the lobby of that event, you can visit various booths, various company booths, to garner additional information. Sometimes, as with our site, you can get the names of recruiters who will be recruiting at that event. Then what you should do, you should take the company, you should take that recruiter's name, plug it into LinkedIn to see what information you can glean from LinkedIn about that recruiter. What you're, what you're doing here is to try to get as much information about that recruiter so when it's your time to be interviewed by him or her, you can, for example, say, ah, I see that you're from New York, I'm from New York, what a coincidence. No, I was a Yankee fan. Kind of an icebreaker-type approach, at least initially, can be helpful. You want to come across as being knowledgeable, being friendly, being a team player. During the interaction with that company recruiter, as I said, you want to ask them questions, you'll be prepared to ask questions. But again, I stress the importance of searching and applying for positions before the event begins. So that the time that you spend interacting with that recruiter is going to be time spent on why you think you're a good fit for positions that you're already applying for. After the event, well, during the event also, make sure you have pen and paper so you can jot down questions you might want to ask that recruiter for your LinkedIn contact afterwards. After the job fair is over, the virtual or in-person job fair, I also recommend you send a thank you note to recruiters working for those companies which you're most interested in. In terms of that follow-up email, I suggest three paragraphs. Paragraph one, remind them where you met them. For example, I met you on February 18th at the Corporate Gray Virtual Military Friendly Job Fair. Paragraph two, talk about a particular opening that they have. And on the left column, if you will, identify the three requirements for that position. On the right column, Explain how your skills and experience, your military skills and experience, your civilian skills and experience, map to those particular needs, map to those requirements. The last paragraph, I suggest that you reinforce your interest in the position, thank them for their time, let them know your interest in next steps, and you'll be following up. You should also follow up with your networking contacts who are working for those companies. There are certain questions that are more appropriate for you to ask the networking questions. Um, especially on the benefits side, than it is to ask the recruiter. Remember, the questions you're going to ask the recruiter during the interview are going to be based on the nature of the work that it would entail as far as that position is concerned. But again, do follow up with your LinkedIn contacts and your references after the event is over. So as a reminder, Corporate Gray does about one virtual, at least one virtual military-friendly job fair every month. If you're on our website, corporategray.com, click on the job fair link, on the menu bar, and then we will see our schedule. Currently, our virtual job fairs go from 
11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern time. First step is to create a corporate rent line account. You'll see on the web page where you can easily do that, where it says log in or sign up. It's free uh, to use a job seeker. You'll also want to upload your resume. And, and don't forget, the website is a 24-7 opportunity, i.e. you can be searching, applying for positions in advance, uh, you can be searching and applying for positions at any time. You do not have to wait until a job fair in order to If you do create a corporate grant line account, we will send you our monthly newsletter, which is chock full of good information. Um, it's done by a colleague of mine, Karen Durkee of Military Spell, and she does a phenomenal job. Um, again, that's the monthly newsletter we send to all of our corporate grant line subscribers. It includes an advice article, job here, lift various hot jobs, and also offers information about our transition assistance department. So in summary, you know, I thank you for listening to this talk. Um, again, our goal is to help you, the job seeker, connect with employers regardless of where you're located. So in closing, be positive, be proactive, give it your best shot. All the best. Yeah, that's you. Carl, I just wanted to highlight a few things that you said or, or bounce some things off of you. Uh, first of all, the, the initial contact with companies and organizations, being that you have the website and it's 24-7, 365, the initial contact actually occurs on the website, if I'm not mistaken, not necessarily at the job fair itself. Is that correct? Well, correct. Right. I mean, we're encouraging the job seeker to reach out to these companies in advance. Yeah. So by easily searching and applying for their positions in advance, you're contacting them. Correct. The other thing I want to highlight is this, Jack, is the job seekers can view, they can visit the virtual booth in advance. So we're using a platform called Career Fair. When a job seeker registers for a job fair on our, our platform, such as on Discovery 18, we're providing them a link so that they can go over and visit the company's booth in advance of the event. When they do that, they're going to see, again, the names of recruiters who will be interviewing people that day in that virtual booth. Of course, the event itself doesn't take off until 11 a.m. Eastern time, but my point is simply the, you will have the names of the recruiters. You can go visit their LinkedIn profile and you should. But again, Jack, I also stress the importance of reaching out to people, especially other veterans, who are already working for those companies, because my book, those are people who especially helpful to get more information about the company that you may not find if you just visit their website. So again, that's that uh, Carl, just to let you know, I just, uh, I'm, I'm talking to a man by the name of Ahmed right now. He just joined our chat on Crowdcast, which is a good thing. You're on the phone once again. Uh, I want to stress the importance of adaptability or flexibility, as you and I demonstrated at the beginning of this interview. We were planning on going Crowdcast, but instead we did Crowdcast and the phone. It's workable. It's flexible. It's something we can work out. The show must go on. Uh, another thing that I wanted to say is right now we actually have another person who just signed up for the event. So if Ahmed has any questions for Carl, I would like him to ask in the chat on Crowdcast. Ahmed is not a military man from the United States, but he does have military friends from his country. So this is a unique dynamic right here. We have a military veteran not from the United States. Yeah, so that is an interesting uh, situation. Certainly, Ahmed is welcome to participate in our event, but please note 
some of the opportunities, not for many of the opportunities, do require U.S. citizenship and sometimes a security clearance. Yes. However, that every position, every company requires a clearance. So perhaps Ahmed has, for example, language fluency in a field that a certain government agency. So we work with some large government agencies as well. So I don't want anyone, anyone to be discouraged by what I say here. So even though a defense contractor may, may require U.S. citizenship and possibly a security clearance, there are certainly openings in the government agencies where fluency is important. And I would think something like Ahmed could potentially fit some of their openings in that regard. Of course, he would likely have to go through some type of vetting process as well. Yes. Um, but again, it comes back to my earlier comment of what you said too, Jack. You have to be flexible. Don't don't get discouraged. Understand sometimes you can't walk through, you know, through the door. You've got to think about other ways to correctly, properly let these prospective employers know you bring a different set of skills and experience to the table that could be uh, of value to them. So well, again, it's really a question of, of keeping your options open. Well, what I also mention to people is the most valuable thing to me right now about Ahmed is his name. Because that's a contact, Carl. And I don't know anything about Ahmed. I only know that he is attending a corporate gray.com event right now and I'm doing cartwheels because he's external and he's not leaving. And he's writing down the information and he's sharing it with his friends. And many times, Carl, even though I meet a person in a third country, non-U.S., they have friends and relatives in the U.S. So essentially, instead of meeting them directly in the U.S., I'm meeting them in a non-U.S. environment, and they're referring their U.S.A. contacts to whoever I need them to refer to. A very valuable dynamic to me. Yes, Jack, and as you know, during the last 20 years, um, certain defense contractors had to put on training exercises with, for example, uh, Afghans or Iraqis here in the United States so that they could familiarize, they soldiers could familiarize how best they interact with people once they are in their country. So again, there are lots of opportunities out there. You just need to be open to serendipity and look for those types of opportunities that aren't necessarily your bread and butter up. So again, Wide mix of companies operating here in the United States, and they've got needs for all types of people with different skills and experience. We're going to go for 30, Carl, because I'm having a blast over here. I'm really enjoying this. One thing I wanted to mention to you, great presentation. I agreed with all the points, all the content. The one thing I want to highlight on to everyone is what if we don't know the answer to a question? And where I'm going to jump in on if we do not know the answer to a question, let's explain our thought process on how we would obtain that information. Because if we're external to an organization, we may not always have knowledge of internal processes. But companies may ask a question. My best response has always been, I may not have the information or no way to get it, but I can explain how I would get it once I'm hired, and I can explain my thought process on how I would get it versus just saying, I don't know the answer to that question, sir. Can we move on? Now I'm knocked off my stool. My rhythm is off. And I just can clearly articulate how I would obtain that information or that process by explaining my thought process. It's better than giving a no answer. Yes, Jack. And I think that's a great point. Um, 
rather than giving uh, an innocuous answer that doesn't make any sense. So if that so one another way to look at that is that you may say, you know, I don't have an immediate answer for that, but give me an opportunity to give me twenty four hours to think through and research your question. I will provide you with a much better response tomorrow. Would that work for you? And most people are gonna say yes. So again, don't don't try to block. If you don't know the answer, let them know, be upfront, be honest, be transparent. I, I don't have an immediate answer for that, but give me an opportunity to research this question to, and, and I'll get back to you. I'm even better than that, Carl. I'm even better than that. What I've actually done during interviews, and the interviewer will even laugh. Uh, for example, I was asked a question about how many windows are in the city of Los Angeles. That was a question I was asked during an actual interview. Well, I explained the process that I would use. I'd say, well, we have the number of houses, the number of cars, multiply times four times four times four, use a calculator. And then I said, I can also ask an individual within the organization once I'm hired for the position. So I actually used the negative to, for a positive because I informed the interviewer that I would obtain that information once I was hired with them. They, they thought that was such a cool answer. They said, wow, you, you weaseled your way right in, Jack, on a question that no one has ever answered. No one has ever even attempted to answer this question, and no one has ever answered it like you. I clearly state, once I'm hired for the position, I would be able to obtain that uh, information within your organization from a member of your team. Wow. What a nice answer. Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. You know, I'm showing interest in the teamwork. I'm clearly articulating that I want to be hired by that organization. I want to be a team player, and it just puts all the pieces together. I also wanted to stress to people that while an interview is work, a job interview is work, not only for the persons that are putting it together, but for the attendees as well. Make sure we're working at the job fair. When I'm talking, that person should be writing. When that person is talking, I should be writing. It shows sincerity and good faith on both parts. And many times, just by writing and showing an interest, we can obtain that position. I've seen that happen just by being interested and engaging and taking the time to share contact information and actually be doing something, taking notes, writing things down. So that's helpful. Great. I agree. And, you know, I, I want people to understand that for the most part, the questions that they're going to be asked are going to be questions based on their resume, based on the information that's in their resume. So if you've got a resume, well, you're going to have a resume that you're going to present to that prospective employer. It's so important that you have done that resume yourself so that you're able to intelligently talk and expand on what you claim you did at some particular point in time, right? For some assignments you have, it's important that you be able to identify what you did. And typically, they like to see, if you think of it in terms of enumerating that in terms of quotes. So here are three things that I did that made a difference. Here's why. Here's the outcome. And to the extent that you can quantify the improvements that you made, it's your advantage. So we concentrate on what's in your resume, and as I said, be able to expand, expound on that resume, answer, be able to answer questions based on that resume. That's all they know about you at that point. Correct. So that, one other point I'd like to make, Jack, is that social media is alive as well. So you ought to make 
social media content that is extremely unprofessional or shows work in pro progress that may be looked at as a negative from a hiring manager but i shoot right back and say i don't want you to look at it as being negative i want you to look at it as clearly demonstrating that i am showing improvement in what i do that's why that beginning step is out there because i want to show a continuum of learning and then that hiring manager will come back on me and say, Jack, I never really thought about it that way. Yeah, you have a lot of oopses and ahs, but you also have a lot of good stuff. And that interview with Carl Savino was outstanding. Exactly. Demonstrating content improvement and growth, learning from mistakes. And I would do that with your organization as well. Jack, another idea that triggered for me was the importance of having some type of portfolio. So a portfolio of your work. So if are able to upload to the web you know, a portfolio of things that you've done professionally that align with whatever that job is, I think the better off you're going to be. So my son is, is a buddy artist, he's earning his degree in graphic design here locally in Northern Virginia. And I think just like an artist or just like a graphic design person is developing a portfolio of their work that same concept regardless of what your area of expertise is in and upload that to a website. Jack, I think there are various sites out there that enable someone to very inexpensively uh, upload information about themselves. So perhaps that's something that you could share with your, your readership here, uh, information about how best to upload information and create your own, pro your own profile, your own uh, as I said, portfolio of work so that prospective employers can evaluate and look at what they've done with you for how they might do something to benefit them, the employer. What I'm going to add right now, Carl, is I'm going to say something extremely stupid, but it works for me. And I found it to be very helpful for others. I have a profile right now, and I'm going to put the link in our chat. It's called 5billionsales.com, and I have my profile there. The reason I have my profile there is because it allows me to add as many links as I want. I don't endorse or de-endorse the, the, the site, but I like working with people and I like going to sites that allow me to add my sites. So let's leave it at that. So am I passionate about the platform? No but I am passionate about sharing the information that I have on it because it allows me to share all of my information. That's the good thing about it. And that gives that perspective where an opportunity to evaluate to align your work and to align it with their needs. So I like to say, if you're a military veteran, if you're transitioning to be a transitioning service member, um, 
you're still on the experience you're going to fit into their company. It's now your responsibility to help that recruiter understand how your skills and experience fit with a particular opening within their company. So again, the dynamic is different as opposed to when you were serving in the military. You're now in charge. You're the assignment officer. You're the detailer. It's up to you to help that prospective employer understand why you believe you're a good fit, how you're going to add value to the now, Carl, let's stop right there for a minute. Uh, I, I, like I said, I continue, I continue to reinforce everything you said because I agree with it. Got me eyes crossing the T's. Very relevant information and important information, not only for military veterans but for anybody going to a job fair, anywhere, anytime, anyhow. All very important information. But I have one key question for you that might help people. When will job fair? sponsors, and you may or may not already be doing this, have people at the job fair that are familiar with the military jargon or familiar with what the military does, and they can make decisions right there. Why is the process so painful for so many people? And I'm not trying to put you on the spot, Carl, but what I'm saying is, okay, I'm a retired hospital foreman, for example, so I know kind of what hospital foremen do. Why doesn't a guy like me go to a job fair? And if I'm recruiting hospital corpsmen or army medics, it doesn't matter which branch. I have a I have a medical background, and I'm the one doing the recruiting. It seems like many recruiters don't have a nuts and bolts knowledge of the MLS or uh, a skill that they're looking for, and that just makes it a little bit more difficult for the person applying for the position. Am I right? flexibility because even if I am an expert in what I do, you're an expert in what you do, the candidate is an expert in what they do, it's still the candidate's responsibility to convey their expert level to the expert, even if that is in fact the case. So I, I, I agree with you there I, I, as I'm thinking it out loud. Just because I have background knowledge and that skill set doesn't mean that uh, I'm going to be preferential to anyone. So, okay, I'm an expert. You're an expert. The candidate's an expert. It's still incumbent upon that candidate to demonstrate to the interviewer, to the hiring manager or recruiting representative that they're an expert and convey it to the expert if need be. All right. Wow. Absolutely. I think the better one communicates uh, his or her skill set, their knowledge, their experience, the better off they're going to be. 
practice, right? Practice with your spouse and your significant other on how you're going to present whatever you're going to present. Practice, practice, practice. Yes, sir. Practice. Yes, sir. And it's not only important. It's not only important to practice, but it's important to get feedback. Because what traditionally happens in the practice mode is, yeah, sounds good, sounds good, sounds good. But when people are practicing with me, I tell you, we're friends now. And at the end of this, we're going to be friends. That's how severe and unrelenting I am. I actually make a disclaimer at the beginning and the end. Uh, because otherwise, people will go away red-faced, throwing things, and uh, it, it can create a very adversarial relationship. I am as thorough as I can. Uh, with people. That's why I say that. Hey, we're friends. We're friends, okay? In the beginning, and then at the end, I'll smile and handshake or whatever and say, we're friends, right? Yeah, okay, Jack. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, I think that's something you can say up front. Yes. Ultimately, if it's a happy lad, conversation is not going to do you very much good. So you should be looking for someone who's going to give you professional, constructive feedback. Ideally, it's somebody who works in that career field. So my recommendation, folks, is Look for someone who's currently working in the field that you are targeting, who's already practicing professional in that particular industry, or, and ask for his or her time. Let them know what you're thinking about. Give them an opportunity to give you constructive feedback. And it's tough. So it talks to another thing that I think is important, and that's find a mentor. So once you cross over, if you're now working for a given company or government agency, try to find a mentor. Try to find someone who's going to I would agree. And that, that may mean having a mentor in the military as well as it, the prospective organization once we're hired to groom us properly. I would agree with that. Nicely done, Carl. This uh, interview went a completely different way than I expected. I'm quite proud of the interaction that occurred. And I also want to put a plug out there for everyone. As a result of this conversation, I'm doing a virtual resume uh, event as well. I'll give people five minutes to loud and proud with me on Crowdcast. So I'll send you that link as an email. I just created a dummy event. I say a dummy event, just a, like a template event. When I say dummy, I mean template event if people would like to practice their uh, virtual or video resume 
practice. It's something good, and I can go ahead and make recommendations based on those short interactions with people. They don't have to be as long or as expensive as this uh, event was. Not at all. Um, my apologies for the technical uh, challenges we had early on, but I feel like we were able to overcome that, and hopefully we can make some good information uh, on this crowd. We've done some really good stuff. Like I said, I started with 36. I had 37 when you joined, and we're up to 38 right now. So this is knowing and growing, as I call it. I'm going to stop at the 45-minute mark. I, this has been, without a doubt, my longest interview ever. I'm exceptionally proud to have you as an interviewee, Carl. I've always admired your work, the organization and skill that you demonstrate, and the professionalism above all. So I'm glad that you were able to finally coordinate a date and time with me and we're able to get some good content out there for our veterans because now I will share this link with veterans so that they can share and replicate and we can grow our audience substantially and it will also grow our knowledge about corporategray.com and its services that it provides. Getting the word out is so very important. Absolutely. And Jack, if any of your people on this broadcast, if they have questions, just have them email me, please, at carl at corporategray.com and I put my email address Yes, sir, you did. And if you have any other events, the chat is always live, as I discussed, even though the live event is over. So the chat box is live 24-7, 365. And I have many people having uh, dynamic interactions in a chat, even though the event's been over for a year. That just goes to show you how important the chat is and how valuable the chat function is. Yeah, Jack, you're doing great work. Uh, thank you for your service. And I look forward to Invite others. Remember, I've invited you to the event. If you know other stakeholders or friends or businesses, anyone that would like to interview in this type of a format, please share my information with them. It's a two-way street, Carl, and I appreciate your support. Happy to do so, Jack. Thank you. I love it. Have a good day, sir. Thank you very much. You're welcome. And this was a very successful event because Carl and I are committed to assisting military veterans, family members, and other people who are associated uh, with the best possible opportunities and outcomes as we can. Ahmed, do you have any questions for me? Because this event will stop promptly at the 45 minute mark. And I do appreciate the interaction of Mr. Carl Sabino of corporategray.com, www.corporategray.com. And I know you're still with us on the call, so I would like you to interact if you can. Any questions? This was an outstanding event. I will pause momentarily for about a half a minute and we'll let it go. 43.30 will be by far my longest event. And it's because of people like Carl Sabino that I enjoy creating this type of content. Thank you very much to everyone.